going on down there. Welcome to episode 4072 of Vandalus. Well, actually, this would be close to our 10 year. This weekend was our yeah, this next 52 Fortnite. times 10 nice. is yeah. for the WTF and TFW podcast. So you're that consistent. Cool. Yeah, absolutely yeah. consistent. How have I not been on this enough, week? then? Well, we've, we've been trying. And you know what? <laughs> we have It's, it's a three-year build-up, which means it's the sickest, <laughs> oh, sweetest podcast. I better come up with some stuff. <laughs> what was the last time we talked in a recorded fashion? That was like... That was 14. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we tried back. Yeah. We tried last year, but I was yeah. tired and... Ah, yeah, no worries. Cons happen. The one thing I don't like doing is like pressuring someone to talk and then going, oh, you didn't talk to me afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's the point? Like, I mean... We we have voice over IP, which means the ball's in my court. <laughs> and you just constantly just go, Whoa! dropped it. Yeah, that's what I think. That's why they call me. I'm yeah. Chris Ball Dropper, Internet. Yeah, again, and again, it happens when Mr. Smith is here to make the connection with Mr. Archer. Yeah, Aaron's my handler, and Aaron's my guest. Hey, uh. uh okay, so. I have thoughts about instruction books. I'm curious what your thoughts are on instruction books. You're taking a look at one right now for uh, The Red Dragon by Fans Hobby. I'm looking at the box. Yeah. Um, instructions were always tricky. There's legal requirements, you know, that Hasbro had. Yeah. You know, it was a whole enterprise for the people who did that. Mm. To, to transpose gray pictures into, you know, technical art, essentially. Yeah. I, I got but most of us don't like the instructions because no, the fun I, of the puzzle is to figure out what the out the instructions. I, I'm, I'm glad to kind of hear part of that, but no, that's always a thing that uh, I know that we'll rant on when we get something new that's got maybe a complex step or two in it, yeah. and it's all the like it shows you this click as a little tiny thing in two scale. It's it's gray very tone. difficult to and for those guys to yeah. take a model that Takara designed right without yeah. any input of ease or complexity of how do you show right. that. And then it just gets dropped on their desk with the photos, and they gotta do their best to communicate yeah. to, to, to kids, essentially. Yeah, you know, so that I, I would love to know that part of the art department also. That's like, why not an inset? Like, hey, show this yeah, important yeah. thing, and like a, a even so, I understand language now. You have to be like trilingual or quadlingual for sales purposes, but truly, like, click is an automatopoeia that it's not like lick click in French to show like no this one should make noise yeah yeah well we don't talk that much about lick click yeah anymore what is what is this uh, wee stuff are you suddenly French Canadian yes okay um, I live here thank you <laughs> uh, off that the one thing I've always been saying and it's hard to say because uh, on the side I guess now well no fully still I like video stuff I like making video stuff and the thing that I feel is missing from uh, official, unofficial, uh, not just Hasbro, but also Bandai, uh, is a, some video form instruction and one that does not have background music. Because the, the onomatopoeia of the piece is important to know if I'm breaking it or not. I feel. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I imagine that it just comes down to budget and time. Yeah. Because, you know, there's 250 plus Transformers designed and made by Hasbro at least every year. Yeah. The team that makes the instructions and things are small. One guy, two guys, and then they maybe there's some outside technical people transposing that to black and white art. Hmm. Um, and they got to get it done on the schedule and have it be somewhat right, you know, and to then add 
a video would be good. That, that is the right answer. But when would that video, I guess, would be made with the production toy would be better yeah. than the yeah. prototype. Having handled other company prototypes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prototype <laughs> transforming is, is terrible. Yeah. Um, we could talk about that separately. But uh, <laughs> the uh, to communicate all that that stuff it, it's it is it's, a, it's extreme it's and and then you know you add in extra budget yeah so now we got to film a whole bunch of stuff for 250 characters and then have bandwidth to put it on a website and drive people to that said website and hope they pay attention to the deluxe figure that really didn't need instructions because it's yeah. so stupid simple right. but we have to make a video for all of them you know and then it becomes a whole thing yeah and, yeah and, but on key items some that's ma- masterpieces yeah. or bigger guys or it's more th- complex guys. I think that's a smart move. It's where you're lost. Like, yeah, I for, think for they've done some of, some of that, but it's been limited. Yeah, for, for your mainline, absolutely. And probably for, it has done for a few years. Like, if, if you break a mainline thing, it's also, that's 20 bucks at it. But, you know, uh, my, the one that jumps to mind is MP36 Megatron. Yeah. Where there, yeah. there are parts where, where not knowing the sound makes them yeah. a lot scarier. I uh, sheared a couple of tabs off of them. I broke the nose off my Masterpiece Starscream. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think everybody shaved the nose on that one. Yeah, there's a there was an official video. Bandai did one for a high end Macross piece, and what killed me? They actually shot a video. It was an iPhone in the office, obviously, but they shot a video. But then they put looping background music over the whole thing, Mm. and I couldn't hear the toy anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) By the way, for the listeners who who've been chilling out for seven minutes, going, "What's going on? We're sitting here at TFCon with uh, Aaron Archer, uh, as we said on the top, our 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 big build up." Uh, the interview. We're gonna get down to the truth of the matter. Something, something. Uh, so, for those who don't know, and, and I don't know why you're listening to this, you know, but Aaron Archer was uh, was uh, to put lightly, he was he was the top Transformers dude at Botcons for a while from the team who'd come in and with a whole bunch of other team members. That's ex- uh, exactly how it was written on my business card. Yeah, top Transformers dude. But then you like bumped up the ladder to like top of Boys Toys. You were there to have a hand in the uh, the big the big old Transformers live action movie franchise and in its infancy through to its uh, permanent teenagedom I guess yep. one could say yep. uh, and then uh, and you step back and you're now you've gone to freelance uh, artistry yep. uh, as I like to call it yeah yeah, totally <laughs> uh, so that's I mean you've, you've done Q&A's at TFCons before you've, you've had quite quite a life yeah uh, I've been part of this scene now since certainly 03 actively yeah um and then certainly before that, just participating in the brand. But you guys didn't know me until 2003. Yeah, and you sort of erupted out of, <laughs> out of the shade of Orson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, the, the first thing I love talking to you about is you look back on the aughts, right? And what, what the fandom was like then, what the convention scene was like. Uh, I mentioned in the panel earlier, like, the connection between your team and the fans through BotCon panels. Uh, and fast forward to, I guess, 2018, where we've got active, uh, if filtered, uh, obviously, uh, media presence by the Transformers team online. Yeah. Um, and and uh, also, like, a lot of a lot of concepts that in the aughts were stated to be basically impossible with the resources the aughts had that now have moved through and, and come to fruition. Like, is it... Is it uh, are there... Like, you've had your hand in, in, in things still here and there, obviously. But it's got to be nuts, like, thinking about, like... Well, you know, <laughs> I, I got in at an interesting time. Where the 80s had happened, and then it kind of went somewhat dormant. Um, I came into Kenner Hasbro in 95, right before 
Beast Wars launched. The first waves had been designed in Rhode Island. They moved to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and that, from then on, and then certainly from 2000 on, like R.I.D., you know, it was about, like, recapturing these this lost brand. Right. You know, it was not lost to you guys. You had participated the whole time in various ways or on on. Those early bot cons when it was a you know room no bigger than our room here yeah <laughs> um, and, and and stuff like that um, so the first part of the odds certainly was like Hasbro just reengaging and like what what you know what's happening how do we get people into it how do we get the drum beat in a bigger way um, so it, it's been an interesting ride to then now it's an evolved brand and global and like people's grandma know it yeah to some degree and you know just it's it's a little harder to surprise these days, I imagine. Back, I mean, back when I introduced Masterpiece or Alternators or, you know, it was like, wow, we've been starving for this. Yeah. Now if they come out with that, it's like, oh, more of that. I mean, we so it's, it's, it, They're in a different spot. I yeah. came in, that's where I say, I came in at a spot where there was room to rebuild the Empire. Yeah. Now the Empire is great. Now you have to worry about the walls falling down, not building <laughs> new walls. And that's a totally different scenario when you reach success for the guys that are working on the brand and gals that, uh, uh, today well, that, I, that I didn't have to deal with. No one was watching what we were doing because they didn't think it was important other than yeah. do a good job, keep keep the step every year getting bigger and bigger. Right? I, I love I love throwing out there just like, like as far as like just co- concepts that we hammered through, right? Of the ones that in the aughts, we all kind of accept like, yeah, this probably doesn't make any sense to come out anymore uh, but then we hit a playset size transformer in Metroplex and then yeah. we hit uh, we hit a line of combiners yeah. f- along with a large devastator um, yes I definitely remember your your botcon talk saying that like yeah combiners aren't tenable we, we just can't do it in yeah. this atmosphere right yeah, yeah in that atmosphere yeah. it always comes down to what what a market can bear and what what can you make in for that price right and that, that's that's any business and for a while, you know, a two hundred dollar item or hundred and fifty dollar item was was just out of bounds. Yeah, now we're looking at out of bounds. What was it for um Masterpiece Megatron, Beast Wars what Oh Beast Wars out, yeah, like well he's three Okay, well, no what I'll say in the what, US. No, what I'll say is if you pre order him from Japan he is two hundred and fifty. Right. Because the MSRP, I'm going on a rant now, but the, the MSRP <laughs> is this, but a lot of the time you're not paying the full-on, in-your-face Japanese MSRP. He's 5k yen over Dinobot, who is also a very pricey piece, and Megatron is like Dinobot, but a lot bigger. But yeah, we are also looking at a Beast Wars Megatron that does clear the 30k yen mark. Yeah, uh, I told David K that yesterday. I was like, did you know you are now the most expensive Beast Wars <laughs> yeah, toy yeah, and Transformers yeah. toy? And, and we're, we're, I mean, we always talk about it that, oh, there's a generation of G1, and then there's the generation of Beast Wars. Um, they're not mutually exclusive, but you can come into it different ways. And I, we're really starting to get to those Beast Wars people and yeah. focus on yeah. them you know how many g1 optimuses do we all need at a high prestige level we got we apparently got, we got, got a, more yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> um, but like there are five to seven great ones right great ones so it's awesome to see that that shift into that next generation even a little bit you know? yeah like, like and I, I appreciate and i don't i don't want to dismiss people who are worried about you know a rising price ceiling yeah. uh or that they are being you know priced out of the higher end collectibles and then I, I i sympathize yeah. completely it's so what does a third party high-end guy go for so this is two hundred dollars yeah this, this is the weird thing is <laughs> third, so third i don't know what you're talking found, about <laughs> third party found some weird ceiling after a while of like uh, if you hover around 180, 
yeah. US, it's like, well, that's a, a approximately a masterpiece. I mean, masterpiece scale. Third, I did air quotes, everyone. I did ah. big, I did big derisive air quotes, but that's because I have thoughts about that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. How do you put it? There was there's this weird shift now where um, uh, on the high end scale, the official pieces have moved into more and more. Um, uh, engineering that pushes the wall sure. more and more, and then a, a lot of third-party companies that are not on the, as far as I know, on the cusp of falling off a cliff, have dialed back mm. <laughs> uh, to to hover down to this like I think the Hasui masterpiece car price point that a lot of people lament missing nowadays. Mm. Um, which well, what was it? The like? Lambo or yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. around six eight thousand yen mm-hmm. somewhere in that window. It's a, I mean, the, the way the marketplace moves in the high-end level when you take into account unofficial and official, it still is kind of swishing around. Like, neither yeah. really replaces the other. Yeah, I have a... You know, we live in a world where there are, there are haves and then there's kind of haves. Yeah. And, you know, I talked a little bit about this in the panel yesterday, but there's low-end toys and now this, you know, high-end market yeah. For, yeah. for almost a, a different consumer, mm-hmm. you know, that, that exists now, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's an adjustment to us as we've watched it go up and down or yeah. grow. But these, these, you know, Chinese enthusiasts, middle class people who now have money, they want the most prestigious thing. They don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. they want the best character representation. Um, so it just changed the game. It's uh, something that I think we in North America had to, and some people I, th- I think still haven't, but that I've, I've come to learn and, and, and come to terms with. Uh, with with a lot of third party or China oriented product, the Chinese audience is actually not us. Like a lot of people have said, oh, why are they doing? Um, for instance, you know, why does one company just produce mass numbers of upscaled knockoff movie toys? Why does one company's original toolings veer towards movie masterpiece now? And it's because because we want G one. And it's like, well, guess what? It turns out there's also these other audiences over there yeah, yeah. Um, that are now being catered to by companies originating out of the area. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're like, we still are. A demographic, but it's it's always good to check yourself. I think yeah. at a certain point, sure. uh, as a, as a collector, uh, I should say. Um, this is part of this panel. I'm like I'm like we're you know there's there's I like that we interact um, as like co- collector and creator. Yeah, um, I think it's important, but I, I also I think it's important to always respect the small line that's there. Where I feel like a creator can be a collector, collector can be a creator, but like to expect both of those mindsets to be present in decision making. Yeah. I mean, the creation of, of any item, whether I'm working for, you know, not me personally, but one is working for a third party or one's working for Hasbro, um, there's just so many nuanced decisions mm. that, that go beyond the, the obvious things that maybe you guys most care about. Right. Deco, articulation, representation, you know, scale. Mm. You know, there's... <clears throat> market conditions, how many items are at a high-end price point, um, well, we did a Decepticon last year, we don't want to do two in a row, you know, things that <clears throat> affect, yeah. you know, how that decision finally gets made about who's next and why. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a lot, it's a, it gets a lot more business and murkier yeah. about the cool of the decision and more about the, the, the money at the end of the this right. that, that's always the thing that I, I liked remembering from some of those you know, botcom panels of you know somebody going like oh well you know why didn't we get this other red car and one of the people up there has to say like well we had Optimus that was red we had yeah. Sideswipe that was red we had you know yeah, yeah. you know Inferno that was red 
you know, the market's read it out, yeah, we gotta yeah, go to something else. Yeah, yeah, the variety of of vehicle type, hero villain, color, you know, thematic character, mm-hmm. hero you know, like sneaky guy, tough guy, crazy guy. Yeah, you right. know, you want that blend. You know, I, I kind of—it's always that classic Fantastic Four that you're trying to build, right? right. The, um, and uh, so that those are the decisions that also are always happening in relation. And then you end up in these gaps, right? Oh, this is a—we need a flying Decepticon that can't be dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we do? Yeah, you know, who, do, who can we use or yeah. create a new thing or. And, 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 and the place we're in now, it's almost like, and this is an expectation I'm trying to not hold as much anymore because I, I feel it's almost stifling. But like people are like, "Oh, there's a hole in the." Some some fans will see like, "Oh, there's a bit of a hole in the cast. What G1 character can we jam in there you know, with a, with a slight tweak? You know, give them a mustache or something." And and uh, I, like I, I prefer the idea of like, we need a flyer. Let let's let's take some inspiration, but build from the ground up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, not not to like not not to dump on like the, I love generations. It's just I, I I really miss the the feeling like the feeling I got from that new Battle Trap that came out, hmm. where you know this this is this is something I recall, but it's it's also so unexpected and it's it's making so many less obvious decisions. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it reminds me of of, of older uh, like older like pre generations classics in a way, uh, where there was this sort of. Swing of you know a little there was a little touch of Unicron trilogy in the 06 year and then a little sprinkling of movie in the next one yeah yeah I mean classics you know whatever that gets called right it's, yeah that it's ebbed and flowed yeah but it's been you know somewhat consistent um, the, those decisions are always weird you know mm-hmm. because it's it, again like I just said the, the variety and then then we started trying to do uh, different eras remember that mm-hmm. yeah you know, and trying to you know who who should we do from the Armada era, and who you know? Well, then if oh, we got Bumblebee all over the place, should we really do Hotshot? You yeah, know? right. <laughs> like that's a decision. I mean, very important to Armada, you, you know, Unicron stuff, but well, maybe your- not good for the toy shelf if there's so many Bumblebees glut in the shelf. Right. You know, do we need another yellow sports car? You also got to have your moment though at that panel where you're like, hey, Walkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I was just thinking about um, stand up yeah. check this out <laughs> don't move <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about some of those old Bacon panel moments um, mm. just not a, not a slight aside but you know just like a, a little aside I was remembering when, when Energon debuted and uh, so it was the panel room with all those columns everywhere yep. and you guys in a basement a, yeah yep. and you guys had a, that video to debut where um, I forgot her, what her name was a uh, member of the team I think PR Possibly, she was very excited about this video she had put together of a lot of the the finished stock footage set to Evanescence. Huh. Um, that always just stuck in my mind because I, I don't think we ever saw her again after that. Like she was just sort of a fleeting team member. But that one VotCon, she was just so excited about this this video she had put together. Huh. Yeah, um, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that one always jumps to mind. It's it's that and Greg Lombardo throwing out someone who was taking photos. Awesome. After, uh, he he said, "Hey, it was scary, Greg." Hey, you. Yeah, no, Greg, 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 great guy, great guy. Yeah. Serious when he needs to be for sure. Yeah, I've always wondered how he's doing. Like, is he is he? Do you know if he's still, still around? Yeah, yeah. Is he, is he still at Play-Doh or is he bumped? He's around? in sales. He does. Yeah, he's been kind of moving on up in the company. You can learn a lot of different things when you're in marketing. You kind of go back and forth. Yeah. And so he's he's on his track. He's doing great. Yeah, he's one of those folks. Him and Jerry are both doing, oh, doing what they got to do. Yeah. 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 
Um, and, and also a little, little bit of a veer here. I wanted to throw out there. Uh, you were, you were, I, I haven't caught up season two yet, so I haven't seen the big one. Obviously, for a Transformers convention, but you were you were doing some stuff with uh, Toys That Made Us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they reach out to you specifically? Yeah, it was, they... it's a, that's a good story. Um, so I get the, this email, and, and they're like, hey, we're making this documentary. We'd like to um, talk to you. Okay, great. Yeah, get on the phone. And and what they said was, we've contacted a bunch of people in fandom and different, you know, Hasbro and different things, and everybody we've contacted says, have you talked to Aaron Archer? And so I get this call, and they're like, you know, what's your deal? Like, yeah. why, why is everybody we got to talk to about Transformers? Because you have the dirt on everyone. Have you smoked Aaron Archer yet? And I'm like, well, no, who is this guy? And we, you know, we had a great talk, and I explained to them, obviously, some of the things uh, I was involved in and that we did overall in our thought process and things. And so they were like, oh, yeah, you're the guy we need to talk to. Let's talk some more. Um, and it was a lot of fun. You know, they, they did... I, you know, I've worked on a lot of brands. People know me for most for Transformers, but GI Joe was under my auspices, and, and definitely, obviously, uh, Episode One. Spent some time on Star Wars. So, that was fun. So to it was see cool to be yeah, yeah. to show for me just some of the other stuff that, that that I've been a part of, and even if it was a couple snarky comments, it was fun to be a part of. Yeah. But I talked to them for six hours down in Cincinnati in the old uh, one of the old. Uh, photography studio. Oh, so was that all like done in like basically one? The guy who or... shot old Star Wars package photography. It's his studio. Oh, oh cool. cool. Yeah. So um, he had great archive of stuff, and so that was his his space. And... Were they handling some of the season two stuff then as well, like Transformers and etc. Uh, no, because that would that would have been still in Rhode Island. Okay, this was the Kenner. Oh, sorry, I meant, the I, Kenner guy. Yeah. I, I meant the the toys that made us dudes. Like, oh, uh, oh, when, they, oh. when they talked to you, was that all really just like one big long day of? No, they went all over the planet, man. Okay. They spoke to all. They came to Hasbro. They went to Cincinnati. They went to Japan. They yeah. So you've not seen the the transfer? I haven't seen plan? season two yet. Oh, okay. because the end of it has like in the end credits has a video cassette sized. No, I saw that cassette yeah. robot. Okay, yeah, I, I saw that. I've, I've talked about like that before. Yeah. Panels, like, yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen some crazy stuff. You know, uh, the the gif of that spinning hit Twitter like like the day yeah. before that episode. I yeah. told I told them like you're going to Japan, you need to see some of this, and I gave them a list of yeah. things they needed to see. Yeah, because uh, I went into the room. They pulled it out. We were doing that uh, Covenant book. Yeah. yeah, so we wanted to look at like what 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 stuff still exists that no one has seen you know for a mm-hmm. long time and they had it all laid out on a table they had artwork wood you know patterns which is a, a molding prototype made of wood because that's how it was done back in the day right and they were all two up so like a two up wood head of like the poseidon combiner i don't know what the name of it the, oh the yeah, fish, uh, you know? yeah, yeah yeah you know and it's like as big as a softball yeah you know, and, <laughs> wood Oh, it's awesome! I teared up. I went in that room. I was just like, "Wow, this is this is." Just tell everybody special. you need five minutes. No, you need to leave, and I yeah. need five minutes. <laughs> it was so, it, that was very cool. That's stuff yeah. I wish I could say. I once at a Bacon, one of the Japanese dudes had one of the wooden prototypes mm-hmm. for one of the train bots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Astro train. Uh, no, no, it was one of the Raiden train bots. Oh, okay. Because he put it in my hands. Oh. He said, "Here, yeah. take a look at this." And I was like, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> Uh, that stuff is that's the kind of stuff I'd love to see. When, when I was at New York Comic Con once, um, there was a traveling exhibit for the Outer Space Men, oh, wow. uh, and they had a lot of the old wooden prototypes for you know unreleased vehicles, some of the the latex prototypes for the, the Bendy toys. Yeah. This is fascinating. Um, but so, it, so talking to them was was great. And, yeah, you know, it was kind of cool to. I've had people recognize me. Yeah, not not related. To, you know, I do a lot of cons. People have seen yeah. it, but like, I'm at a party and some 
woman comes up like, I don't mean to bother you, but were you on a Netflix show? <laughs> I got the like, Netflix credit now. You know, right yeah. It was, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's cool. You know, it's happy to... To have you that work. <laughs> I was happy to see you on it because I, I and this is a lot of me, but I, I whenever I see new, like toy media like that, I get excited, but I get worried. Sure. Um, because there's there's often a pallor over it of like these are playthings. Yeah. You know? And and when I saw that you were one of the interview subjects, you know, along with several other folks, but I was like, all right, they do know who to talk to. Like, yeah. No, they. I. I mean, they definitely talked to a lot of good people connected to all those brands and, and got to hear stories. You're never going to hear the story from the lawyer on Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that guy doesn't show up at a convention. I worked down the, the road, or down the, the alley from him. You know, my office was just down the way. And, like, that guy was a hard ass. Yeah. You know, you didn't, mess with, you didn't mess with Jim Kipling, so to see him in that show talking talking some trash was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely talked to the right people. <laughs> so were there any uh, other properties that you talked about in that for anything? No, they were thinking for spoilers? No, they were focused on that. Reveal, come on. (laughs) No, no, nothing yet. Uh, You know, I... I, Yeah, I better not say nothing. (laughs) I mean, I mean, just for the listener's sake, if they're if they're screaming at the the podcast device they're listening to, like we're not going to start asking Aaron, like, so what you've been working on for the next three years of Transformers, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they their NDAs and whatnot, right. I assume. Unless you want to spill, I mean, I'm not going to return the three. I'm not as connected as you think anymore. <laughs> My time, I had great time on it. I was on a long time, you know. Yeah, it, it's come out a couple times. We've talked about it in other uh, settings. Like, it's weird. It's humbling to have been part of the brand for almost half its lifetime, mm-hmm. considering I grew up with it. And you know, that's a you know, you don't see until after the after the fact. Like, wow, that's I, I feel pride in that. You know, the, yeah. the, the work, having the opportunity to work with Yoke San and learn from him and be part of that. And you know, it's a continuity and always has been. Mm-hmm. The the people who you know, I learned from the guy who did Beast Wars and the guy Warden learned from me you know so it, yeah. it, it's this nice continuity um i don't know where i'm going with that point but uh well i i also noticed like um like i think it was last year it was great to see you talking with folks like like david white uh i wanted to oh, slip yeah. him in here somewhere because he's i, I like yeah. that dude a lot yeah and uh and seeing that like not only you're talking to him a lot you guys are getting along and you're you're doing a little yeah, bit of work so our, on we, we've been, yeah we've been collaborating for a while and now he's just to the point where he's showing you know what we collaborated on we did this crazy fish that can be pulled apart and added to his uh predonaut and yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know um that's just getting getting underway and i hope it you know i hope it's a lot of fun it's a different set of hands and stuff to put on the in the ports and a new head and uh yeah we had fun we just yeah. we we met each other through a mutual friend and uh tony dieterlisi who's like a world-renowned illustrator of children's books and uh yeah, we just we just vibe. We like the seventies aesthetic of robots. Yeah, uh, obviously he's, you know, he's he lives there. I love that style. I can't <laughs> I can't replicate it quite like he does. Uh, so that that's been fun. You know, yeah. and I've been doing pub- some small publishing with rights holders of kind of smaller, kind of crazier superheroes. There's a guy named Shay Khan, the Forever Man, that had a Sega Genesis game. Oh sh- yes, yeah. yeah. So, so the guy who created Shay Khan was a, my college mentor. Oh, cool. And so now, you know, now that I'm out of Hasbro, it's like, hey, Rob, Rob we should, we should, let's do some stuff. So I'm doing a series of Shay Khan books. Oh, man. Uh, you know, cool. with my mentor and, you know, using my licensing knowledge to how to make some of that stuff more fun. And, Are you guys, like, going for a full publishing thing? Or is it gonna he he like... self-publishes. He's an independent kind oh, of dude. Oh, awesome. And has been doing it for 34 years now. And, and 
he's he's a kung fu expert, so he's he's got strong mentality <laughs> about just doing his own thing. And, yeah, and I, you know, that's where I learned a lot of what I learned about confidence and creativity. Yeah, and and how I was able to do some of the things I was able to do. Because a lot of artists don't know how to talk, and they're maybe scared to share their ideas or get get ridiculed or shot down. And you know, I learned from this kung fu guy to have confidence. I, I didn't. I had no idea there was like this Kevin Bacon game to play between you and Shaykhan the yeah. Forever Man. Yeah, that's I. And that <laughs> my college one. Yeah, yeah. My college uh, in Akron, Akron, Ohio. He he was the guy who was making comics in Akron, Ohio. So I, I went over and was like, "Let's, you know, I want to draw, you know, and let's learn, you know, let's, awesome. I learned from him, and he, you know, learned technical stuff, and I self-published two comic books back before I started Hasbro yeah. during college hmm. through that process with Rob. Yeah. Ah, that's fantastic. Like, I, I mean, slight aside, but I mean, uh, I was listening on one of the panels, and like David Wise, who wrote uh, War Dawn, among other G1 episodes, mentioned his, his education was at a sci-fi writing program where one of his instructors was Ursula Le Guin. Yeah. Who, now you can tie it to the, the Orion Pax episode of the Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, w- I actually wanted to just get quickly, because this is one of the things we talked about um, some years ago when we did that first interview, uh, and we talked about David White. Yeah. Um, you know, now we're 2018, the state of 3D printing has, in toys, it, it hasn't become mainstream, but it has become a lot more of a presence yeah. than it ever I, was before. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, Wayne Losey, that does a thing called Modibot. Yeah! And, uh, you know, he does 3D printing accessories for a uh, injection-molded body. Uh, it's it's similar to a, you know, some of what, what you might think of a stickfuss. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that style of generic figure that you kind of yeah. just put on a theme, you know, and, and then David's doing his things, and um, even Trent Troop you know, yeah, yeah. I've with, been working uh, with B-Log. Oh, slow, slow roll with Trent a little bit on my side, but we've talked about doing different things, and you know, so that that part of it's fun. Yeah, to, it, to work with people doing things, and, and when when you get to see that medium, like like not 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 like blow up, but like it's 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 slowly but steadily, yeah. you know, and, and it's a, it's a lot of passion, right? Yeah. It's still a, a, a passion craft. Yeah, for people who really want to spend the time, because you know. I could design the thing. Maybe I could figure out how to design it in ZBrush or something. But I, I would, I personally would never have the interest for the technical yeah. 3D printing setup side of yeah. of things. I'm not, I'm not a, a detail oriented person. Yeah. I, I know that, uh, and that's the thing that's rough. I know with a few people that do that sort of thing of like you have to know yeah. how to orient even yeah. Yeah. to to do your slices to do yeah. your build. And I had guys. I mean, we had a whole robust thing at Hasbro. Right. You know, SLAs and scanning yeah. and the whole I remember I think it stuff. was the the Hasbro tour that year at Botcon. Yeah probably that it was like they had the old school lays, then they had one of the early yeah. like extruder style three mm-hmm. D printers yeah. and the person going through was like that's going to be the future yeah. where we'd have a model maker when work I, for two days well, on something we can <clears throat> kick out in forty five well, minutes. Well when I started we're talking about those wood patterns I, I remember different times where, okay, well, it looks good, but it needs to be 10% bigger. You know what that meant? The guy had to start over. Yeah. 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 Now you can make the great looking thing and just kind of grow it. Just that a negative view of marketers that would request stuff like that because we'd be like, yeah, let me just go into the scale changing machine and make that model happen, <laughs> or the anti gravity machine and make it, you know, do something that could never physically happen. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, <clears throat> but with things like computers and three D printing, 
we are at a point where you can rescale or even you know use the top of one you know thing and yeah. change the bottom of the mouth. That's been the amazing thing. Out the last couple of lines, it seems like the first round of like preview photos that get out there are the 3D models yeah. posed to the point where sometimes we've joked that like they left the like wrong face model oh, in sure. on something yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like oh well it's going to have this face and it comes out it's like how did they take the photo of the other thing it's like that was probably just a CAD file and somebody loaded the wrong you know yeah, maybe. face dot model in there and uh... yeah the, the, and the rapid prototyping side too for folks who want to still get some hands on sculpting where you can you can print off your rough shape yeah, and you can lay clay or wax over. You can you can just use that to make a resin dupe, and then work yeah. on the resin piece. It's it's such a. I feel from the outside anyway, and, and it sounds like it. Having talked to people, it's a really cool time for the indie toy maker. Yeah, uh, I right think, now I think so. I mean, people want authentic stuff. We want to interact now with people that are behind the things. Yeah, you know, and we want to want to lend our. You know, where I think a lot of people are trying to spend less, but if I'm going to spend it, I want to spend it. In, in ways that make me feel good, yeah, you know, and this is beyond toys, even, but mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and you know, if I can help somebody like a David White, you know, create something, you know, that's that that will elevate everything. You know, yeah, that's how my I think of it. But I mean, uh, I mean, David, this is for you. I'll just say David White, mechazone.com. Go look him up. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Beyond <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, I guess like we're we're I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but uh, thanks for coming by. Um, we got to Someone's gonna yell about it if we don't say it, but like. You're at TFCon again, yeah. and it's it still is also a mecca of both the official and unofficial. Yeah, and um, like like from your like you have a viewpoint. You're you've got a good view of what all's going on. Yeah. Um, does doesn't have to get any specifics at all. It's just like like it's in 2018. How's that stuff washing at you? Like, um, you know, I walked through the room today, and I mean, I think it's the first time I would say that I felt like the the tide has shifted. I mean, it's more mm-hmm. more third party enthusiasm than. Hasbro product enthusiasm, you know, I could just see it in the room. Mm-hmm. So that means that we're an, we're an advanced fandom. You guys have all the toy toys you need. Mm-hmm. So clearly, there's a need for like the very niche something thing. else, and niche and higher end and higher intricacy, maybe or just bigger. Um, so you know, and I think that's where you then get this Megatron masterpiece. At a scale and a size and a price, Try, mm-hmm. trying to counter, you know, counterbalance some offerings. I, you know, I uh, still have my overall opinion mm-hmm. that it is hard to create toys, hard to create transforming toys, and hard to create transforming toys that look good and play well. Mm-hmm. If you can do all those things, make your own cool robots. You know, I still mm-hmm. think it's weird that there's you can do everything. But create a new head. Yeah, you know why is that so hard? And I've been, I still um, to this. I and I love the motorbikes that came out. I always. Oh yeah, the unrustables. The, uh, unrustables. Yeah. So I'll, I'll call them out as an example. There, I'm like, take the transforming technology. That's not proprietary to Hasbro or Transformers. Yeah. Um, and and do your own thing in a legitimate, cool way, and people will respond if yeah. the quality yeah. is there and the price is there. And I look at those and I go, those. That's that's what I would want someone to be making. That's the first example I found yeah. where, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, do I, that. I mean, I was a lot more a lot more uh, starry eyed last time we talked 
But I still, to this day, every time someone comes up with something where they're going to take, unfortunately, the risk in the marketplace of going for an original piece, uh, where you hear, I, I get where that too, yeah. you hear the most frustrating comments from the buyer side in regards to that stuff, to me anyway. Yeah, I'm, no. not, I'm not shy about saying it. Like it just, it really frustrates me when someone even takes the small risk of taking something that is very like clearly inspired by a transformer, but they change a lot of the colors. They even change the aesthetics. It's clearly still, like, say, inspired by Huffer. It's their take on Huffer in a way that is absolutely sideways enough to be, like, um, not, like, you know, utterly legal, but it is not trying to insert itself into another collection. Sure. And people, uh, a lot of people, immediately just jump on it saying, ah, it doesn't look, doesn't look like what I want. Well, it's, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, what you're I, saying. It's a sofa bed. Yeah, it's not comfortable to sleep on as a bed. And it's not a good sofa either. You yeah, know? yeah. And, um, and it's it, so so when stuff like Unrustables came up, like I pushed that so hard in part because I just want people to, if not accept, at least accept the idea of yeah, this stuff because right. it, it's and, it's so important. And my 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 standpoint honestly isn't so much at times the intellectual property issues mm-hmm. um, because those are clear to everybody. You know, yeah. I mean. I don't have to call out, hey, that looks a lot like Ultra Magnus or Scorpionac. I just want to shake people who want to still argue but, that. But what I, what, I, you know, what I always worry about and what I'll tell everybody all the time is, you know, I don't know how those toys are made. I don't know the manufacturing quality. I don't know the mm-hmm. plastic quality. I don't know the plastic type. I don't know how well they know how to do hinges. If they're using styrene, they're going to snap. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many things QA-wise. I know they say adult collectible and all that stuff. Yeah. But... But, you know, if any one of these items gets given to a kid mm-hmm. and for whatever reason the item is flawed and something happens to a kid, it's not going to be third-party goofy robot hurts a kid. It's going to be Transformers robot hurts a kid. And yeah. that will hurt us all. Yeah. yeah. That will hurt us all. And I, I look at it from that standpoint. I don't want one bad actor to create a landslide mm. that screws everything up. And, you know, somebody getting hurt is a big deal. Yeah. And I know it seems like a distant thing away from Hasbro. Well, that's they're going to be their problem. PR-wise, it, it, it'll create, you know. Yeah. And it, it'll be sexier every outlet to go. <laughs> a Transformer, you know, maimed a kid. Yeah. yeah. It won't be. Uh, especially the way that news is like, what is the quickest punchiest? Sure. Most direct yeah. headline, even if it's so those not are, yeah. real. So that's my legitimate work. Yeah, because well, um, uh, a lot of what we do at Hasbro, or did I did at Hasbro, was to make sure those toys were safe, function correctly, you know, would would break in a way that wouldn't create sharp points. Mm-hmm. You know, the hinges would pop or whatever. Yeah, and you know, even us weren't perfect with it, right? And I know, I have to assume that the bandwidth of the creators of a lot of these items don't have all the years of experience of the people I worked with mm. and across multitude of divisions. You know, there just couldn't possibly be 70 people working on any of these third-party items. Right. There were at Hasbro on every Transformer item. Right. You know. Um, so I, I just have to worry. I just have to wonder. And, like, and, and I, it's almost not if. It's yeah. it's what yeah. and when. And I, I want to stress, like, and I talked about this at that panel before when you, when you were able to come by, and, and thanks again, by the way, for coming by. Uh, 
that your perspective is, is coming from a place of experience that is on, on the other side of that, you know, kind of thin line. Yeah. And because yeah. and, a lot of folks I know, the knee jerk is to say, like, oh, well, you know, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But oh, you're, love you're, is a powerful thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, screw it. I, I like it. So I, but but you're, you're coming from a perspective that's worth, even if we don't, if, if someone doesn't have it, uh, or, you know, whether or not you agree with it, I think it's an important one to hear because it's so, it's so hard to hear from that side of the industry, you know, yeah. freelance or not, in, in a company or not. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's just it's to take to take into account uh, yeah. when you look at something and you want to you want to just consider and, and with any thing that enters any marketplace that's uh, like or derivative, not always a knockoff. You know you have to defend the real. So I would hope that anyone who does buy third party also at least buys masterpiece. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know uh, because you're not being. Uh, in your view if you're willing to go one way and not the yeah. other way. Yeah. Because if you don't support Hasbro, then over time all of it will atrophy. Yeah, and it's, I, right. I mean, I know that's a weird way to look right. at it. And, but and that's something that I, I know has been brought up before and nine times out of ten I'd say that like, you know, somebody does come around and say, well, okay, yeah, third party is hitting this weird sideways thing that there's like 20 people interested in, but you still got to look at like, you know, if if you know that MP01 Prime had never happened, yeah. if third party was even a thing, it'd probably be developing in a completely different sure. direction. Sure. And mm-hmm. there, there have been—I don't know if speculations is quite the right word—but there have been a couple times where it seemed like the third party tech would maybe jump a little bit, and then it seemed like Takar and Hasbro would respond with something else that you just well, go, very easy. "Whoa, dang, okay." I mean, somebody, it's, it's somebody pulled out the gloves. Another tactic. I mean, obviously, it does not. It's not cheap to develop any product, right. mm-hmm. and you know if Hasbro isn't legally going to uh, outwardly go after these companies, I'll, I'll keep it <laughs> nebulous. Um, you know, if I find found out someone was doing a big devastator, it was going to cost two hundred dollars. We're going to give a Hasbro one for eighty dollars. Yeah. It's going to be pretty good. You know, use them for free market research. Well, uh, or or cock block enough of the purchases. To question why I want to get into this, right. you know, I'm going to spend a lot of money to make this mold, and Hasbro can just come out with another Scorponok or Ultra Magnus, or you know, and and you know maybe hurt, you know hurt that that the yeah. reason you're getting into it is hopefully make money, and if yeah. if you're going to get undercut and maybe potentially lose a third of that money, that's going to affect those smaller companies. Maybe not directly, but you know, it's a it's a different kind of war you play. Yeah. yeah. Um, T- touch and narration for the audience. Our Aaron Axsmith, Aaron, had the most devilish grin on his face when he said free market research, and I yeah. believe that's beyond the record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean because it, it is something that's at least from our side has looked like has happened where it has been sure that sure. reaction. Well, Hasbro and, owns and, the legitimate character, right. so right. Yeah. hey, you're telling me there's interest in Scorponok? Right. We can put out a Scorponok, and, and, and that's and, there's and nothing. That's, <laughs> and that's kind of a thing well, that I'm going to come after us. <laughs> I don't that, think that, that I that I. I have liked to see because I mean most times I like when I buy a third party thing to me it's something like you know the Warren Pocket you know the little tiny things that are super intricate that I know Hasbro isn't going to do because it's an intersection of something you know I've got the uh, what's the really fake name of it the flipper here in hand that isn't a thing that you know Hasbro's legends get close and something pops off, and, you know. I was just say, Aaron Hamhand, just Aaron like Smith Hamhanded yeah. that. 
uh, pretty hardcore. I, I realize now I keep having to clarify which Aaron I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is the sort of thing that I go for that's outside of that wheelhouse. Yeah. When it comes to things like masterpieces, I don't know if I have the any of the third-party things because a lot of times, and I brought it up on the podcast before, it seems like all of those guys use each other to come up with everything, yeah. and it's like the and, I, and it's like the Hollywood movies where there were like three meteors yeah. coming to kill the Earth yeah, movies or in the same ants year, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, now which one was the good? I'll just wait for the yeah. the Takara Hasbro yeah. release because but I know that's not going to be. Horrible. I'd also like to say, as a creative person who who's done a lot of these things. I respect the heck out of what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. They're doing it on an independent level. They're doing it, you know, kind of gain knowledge. I'm sure there's some engineers and maybe some industrial designers, but it, I'm guessing a lot of it's passion. Um, and, and you know, so I don't want to come off that I'm discouraging anyone to use their creativity either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. If you're passionate about making items and products and you know, clearly, to do those third-party items, you've got to put a lot of effort in. Um, so I don't want to take anything away from their creative ability. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the thought process behind what they're doing is what I most am concerned about. And, and I, I want to, like, as someone who who just collects third-party and and official, um, and, and I, like, I constantly try to make this point of because uh, there's a lot of folks who want to pick a side in that yeah. and who want to be like, well, I'm I'm third-party only, or I'm. I'm Hasbro only, or Hasbro Takara to- Tomi only, and I, I keep mm. cautioning like neither, neither quote unquote company. If I, I, I yeah. pretend that this is a nebulous, unofficial group of companies, not, no company involved is going to reward you for your your fealty. Yeah, um, it is simply the case of like if you if you like the property, support the property. Yeah, if you if you like the unofficial effort, by all means, pick it up. Um, and and going off for our last interview, which I, I always felt really bad about after the fact, um, with some of the feedback, I was like, if some if, if an Aaron Archer, for instance, is speaking about unofficial product, uh, I, I don't understand. I understand, I guess. I, I I don't. I want to talk you down from the cliff, uh, person X, who's going like, oh, why isn't he proponenting all of the positive aspects of of this field? Yeah. Um, when you know it, it's it's a baseline statement. It's like it's a fran- it's a franchise IP. Uh, I'd say this is my yeah, panel. I like yeah. to I like to boil things down a bit to the skin. Uh, if you want fresh, official, you know, thriving franchise IP, at some point you got to support it in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Hasbro's not getting any sales. You know, they're gonna not make as many yeah. Transformers. It could be all the money that they used to make could be going to third party, but that just means the real is gonna. Again, somehow atrophy, and, and, and I highly question the notion I've heard of like, well, if it atrophies, then the unofficial will just fill in all the gaps. <laughs> so I feel like that's probably just have more time to go after this. People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing that would also also I just want to throw out that can you imagine the blood sport that would happen? Of, like already there are some third party companies that very clearly dislike each other, mm-hmm. and, and can you imagine just the the ugliness yeah. that would I, occur? I, I think it's a thing that like in that horrible, I idea of a world we'd maybe have like three years of the third party boom and then they would have all eaten each other because you know again with the whole you know everybody's releasing their version of War Within Dinobots and you forget wait which one was the good one which one was the bad one which one was the one that broke straight out of the box because I don't remember and then after they'd all eaten themselves it would all just be a wasteland of 
of limping releases versus. And, and where I'm a total monster, is I actually am really good at mentally cataloging all these these, these company names. Yeah, but you, that's just I'm a, that, that's like your weird like. I don't know why. Superpower. I don't know why I can't. remembering the weird names that they come up with. Well, sometimes uh, they're funny, like Flipper. Yeah, he's a dolphin, but he's a bug. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, we're 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 going on pretty long here, so I want to I want to thank you for your time again. It's, and, it's uh, always good to sit down. I mean, you're knowledgeable about toys, and I like your point of view about... It. I mean, we're not just buying stuff and putting it on shelves. And it's not just as easy to say, oh, I really love this. There's a lot There's a lot more going on. And I like this discussion you've started in your panels. I, yeah, I, I think uh, it's... To I mean, get to the, you know, the, 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 the whys about a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it... I say it in the panel. Like, a lot of it's me trying to sort some yeah, stuff yeah. out. But, but I, I think we all have these thoughts but yeah. we all haven't put them all together but when I hear bits and bops of it I'm like oh yeah that, but mm-hmm. I look at other media that I would consider kind of sister enthusiast media um, like, like you know tabletop gaming video gaming um, like like specific niche like like hardcore movie and, and TV enthusiasts mm-hmm. who all in the last 20 years I feel very more so in the last 20 years as we became more interconnected began to figure out new ways to, to slice open mm-hmm. the things that they love uh, mm-hmm. and not 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 to peel it apart, to hate it, but to peel apart to find more of its bits yeah. and pieces, and, yeah. and I feel like toys are always right about there, like very close to. Well, it's the difference line. between getting stuff and having things that enrich your life. Yeah, you know, merchandise doesn't have to be a negative. It, you know? Exactly, it, it, yeah. it is something to fulfill something. You know, no different than baseball cards or new curtains or you know, uh, new paneling in the den. You know, yeah. whatever makes you happy to spend your money on, you know, it makes your life a little bit more satisfying, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so enjoy the hobby. Yeah, and my, my, my fear was that I would go into this panel and come out thinking, like, maybe toys are just playthings. But the, it's it's the response from other folks where it's, it's clear. Like, the, the things I never thought about that other people are saying that, you know, they're not part of my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about how cool my panel is now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's an important discussion that you're going to keep keep going with. I'm going to push that panel as hard as I can. I do. I want to. I want to keep at it. Yeah. Um, cool. So but, I love talking to you guys. I love being here at these cons. And, and, th- and thanks for yeah. saying thanks for saying hi all the time. Like I, I, I was talking about this with some other folks too, but, uh, other guests that we've you know, encountered over the years. But I, I appreciate that, that you take the time, not just me, but a lot of other folks, to you know recognize, say hello to people. And, you know, I mean. I've been around all everybody for 15 years myself at this point. Um, you guys are as much my friends as, as mm-hmm. you are to each other. I mean, we we see each other two, three times a year in some cases during certain years, and and you know have a lot of beers, have a lot of good times, a lot of laughs, a lot of standing in lines, you know, yeah. together. Um, <laughs> You know, waiting for me to mouth off about the next whatever at a panel. You know, and, and it, it, it's 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 not a one way street. You know, like yeah. I'm a human, creative person, and I you know I like to interact with with people. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy to be part of this. And, well, I got to ask because I, I, I was bump, I was I was running around a lot during the convention. Didn't get to see every panel. Did you get any any awkward cues at the Q and A? Or I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I mean, I'm, I, I I kind of explained a couple times this weekend that you know I'm. It, what has done is done. Yeah, I can't yeah. change the past, and you, you, all of us either like things or don't like things, and it it doesn't matter to me. We can talk all day long how much Energon products suck, <laughs> you know, how much the toys didn't live up to the combining thing, how much they got squared off compared to the other two lines around them, and you know, I agree. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know? 
I got paid for that 20 years ago. You know, like, it doesn't, it, it's not going to emotionally affect me. So I can have the dialogue. And yeah. We can have tough yeah. conversations about, yeah, that was a really dumb idea. Or that didn't live up to the potential. So what did happen with Armada Thrust spinning chest plate gimmick? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The gray guy? The little gray the, the guy? Gr- the, the green conehead guy. The yeah. green conehead big, jet like, spinny like the wings. I don't know. I don't know. That one That one was a long time ago. That was a Takara, like... Yeah, put it on the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, wasn't, that, wasn't a, that wasn't part of the brief. I know that. Yeah. Um, so that... That's one of the other happened bond. with the model making is kind of what would happen sometimes. Like, That's one of the other Bachcon memories I have too. The Bachcon after that toy, I just remember it was it was one of the few times you guys really kind of just loosened up at a Q and A. Someone just said like, "What was Thrust supposed to do?" And the unanimous uh, reply to paraphrase was kind of like, "It didn't turn out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. And and the reason I can't remember, I mean, you guys in some cases live with stuff and remember it forever. Yeah. I mean, we were churning and burning. Yeah. Like yeah. I often say, like that was probably a decision that was made over an hour and a half. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, probably made over an hour and a half one Thursday afternoon. Yeah, and never yeah. looked back. You know, and, 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 and you mentioned <laughs> that you mentioned that earlier today, where it was like, you know, for us, we receive the thing and begin our experience with mm-hmm. it after you have already. It's out of your life. By yeah, the time by the time a toy shows it, up, yeah. I haven't touched it for ten months. Yeah, and so. By the time the barrage of questions or despair or, or delight, it, it's like a year ago. I, I, we wouldn't even know. Like, oh, oh, did that release? Cool, because yeah. we're on. I mean, we yeah. were on to the next thing. If we lived, if like right now, we're in July of eighteen. Those guys are working in February two thousand twenty product. Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already working on the next movie or the next cartoon. Um, and so, yeah, that, that became disjointed, you know, and certainly, how, I can't remember things that happened, you know, with the yeah. multitudes of things that hit you every day, those little decisions get lost. And know? I'm very guilty asking that question, because people ask me, hey, what did you talk about in the podcast seven days ago? And I'm like, what, huh? Well, I always, I always <laughs> tell people, I mean, you guys do, you have a year to, to the next con to, like, look at that thing, why did they make that decision? What were they, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to meet the Hasbro guy and ask the, you know. I've seen that and, and, it, yeah. and it, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, I've run into, you know, Monzo and different guys, like, like a lot, like I spent a year ready to ask this tough question and I don't even have an answer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that, that was, a, I don't know, we just decided. That was before lunch and, on a Friday. Yeah, We just yeah, wanted to get and, that done. Cause but, was... but to the fan, this is an important thing. Yeah. I got I yeah. want to know. And that level of thought isn't, it's not that it's not thoughtfully designed, but that level of intricate detail yeah. isn't, isn't. It's 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 slicing open a thing that, yeah, that is, yeah. you know, to a level of detail where you're like that. You know, like you said, that that was a thing we did before lunch, and I remember lunch more. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that big sushi day that everybody came back to the office just <laughs> yeah. so, full of fish. So I, I unfortunately can't be the archivist that people sometimes want me to be, yeah. but I can. I definitely could put us in the, the the time period of what was happening and why, and kind of locate the answer that way. Yeah. You know? And, and, yeah. 
Well, thanks for coming out to CFCon again. Thank and, you. And please keep coming on out as much as they invite well, you. I, I think I'll see you in Chicago if you're there. For sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing TF Nation in a few weeks. Oh, have fun there. Tell so that's my first trip to, to England very, for a Transformer convention. Very wonderful bunch of people. I've never made it to, to Auto Assembly or TF Nation or any of the other shows there, but I have, I have so many friends and contacts yeah, no, over I, there. I hear good things and gonna hang out with some friends yeah with, you know raz and stuff and so um, yeah I'm, I'm stoked to get to go awesome yeah we, we gotta catch up in chicago again and, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe I, I won't i won't like shove microphones at you right away <laughs> next time that's all right like i say i'm here to talk so yeah, yeah i'm talking bring all the cool sketchbook stuff you keep talking about yeah yeah then we can look at each design and say what was this <laughs> <laughs> What sketchbooks? <laughs> Just bring more photos of young Aaron. Yeah, oh, that's God, true. Yeah. 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 Post that. That'll be the that'll be the holder image for the YouTube. We yeah, that, that, that could that could be. Yeah, he'll make that the, the image. And, and what we're talking about is I have a picture of the <laughs> one of the first two cons I went to, oh three or oh four. We think it's oh three. I think oh three. And, and Aaron Smith is sitting in the front aisle corner row, front row corner seat. In, of the aisle, yeah. ready, ready to hear whatever we were ready to talk about, and he's all of twenty-one, and it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. But you know, I got pictures of you know Monzo and all of us. We've all been growing up together, and yeah. you know, uh, so you know, I do. It was fun to show those old pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it and was just like, uh and Alfie was right next to me, and she's like, "What?" And I like pointed at the screen, and thankfully, right then it changed, so she didn't. See that? Oh, she'll yeah. see it eventually. Yeah, she will. I already saw it. She already saw it. Oh, you saw it again? Did it loop back around or something? Yeah, you're looking more like a nerd than you were today. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Love you too, dear. <laughs> and with that, we are going to bid you all adieu. Thanks for listening to all our TFCon stuff. We may record a thing on Monday morning. Uh, depends on whether or not I just. You know, Aaron's shaking his head and Aaron Smith is shaking his head, so we're definitely going to. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you all later. Ooh. Means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.